Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Catching up on summer league signings and so much more, you are Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome in Locked on Grizzlies for this midweek as we continue summer league and uh, free agency and all that good stuff. My name is Peter Edmiston. I am happy to be with you. I am on... uh, 7 to 10 here on Sports 56 WHBQ and 87.7 FM for those of you locally in Memphis uh, doing uh, Wolo and Peter in the morning. I'm also a contributor for the Commercial Appeal, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Peter Edmiston and the host of this here podcast brought to you today by Outdoors, Inc. The great folks at Outdoors, Inc. have been helping folks out in the Memphis area since 1974. Outdoors can be anything. It can be hiking can be cycling, can be just hanging out with your pals uh, at the beach or uh, in the woods or wherever it may be. Any of that stuff, you are going to be helped by Outdoors, Inc. You want to go kayaking, went kayaking with some friends over the weekend. Great, great fun, and uh, you need that stuff? Listen, man, Outdoors, Inc.'s got you covered. You a big cycler? You like to, to take the bike out? Cool. They got you covered there. You like to run? That's a little hot right now, but hey, if you need uh, all that gear and you need to keep yourself hydrated, they've got great gear for that, too, over at Outdoors, Inc. Point is, anything you are looking for when it has to do with the outdoors, that's why they're called Outdoors, Inc., and that's why they are a name that folks around here have trusted for years. And now, even though you may be listening to this podcast outside of the Memphis area, don't fret. Go to their website, OutdoorsInc.com. Use the promo code LOGRIZZLIES, and this is true, by the way, for those of you here in Memphis as well, use that promo code LOGRIZZLIES and it gets uh, get you 10% off of your entire cart. So whatever it is that you're getting, you get 10% off of it. That's a great, great deal. And they've already got fabulous deals, but most importantly, they got people. They got people you can trust, people who know what they're talking about, and people who just want to help you have more fun and have a better time with your family, with yourself, wherever it may be, outdoors. Outdoors Inc. It's what they do. Check them out again online. Outdoorsinc.com. Get the great footwear that they've got. Get the great hydration gear, the coolers. All that stuff is for you. Just go and look around. One of the five great locations in the Memphis area, Jackson 2, are on their website. Outdoorsinc.com. They bring you this edition of Locked on Grizzlies. And let me tell you something. Locked on Grizzlies. uh, We have a few things to discuss today. We're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in Summer League and what has happened so far. Also, the signing of Tyreek Evans. We'll talk a little bit about that, uh, as well as the official signing of Arade Zagorats, the uh, Grizzlies' second-round pick from last season, who is going to be part of the roster. We'll look at where the roster stands uh, as of this point. So a lot to get to here on the program uh, as always, you want to get in touch with me, you can do that. It's pretty easy. Just hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Peter Edmiston. Send me a message. I'm happy to respond. Uh, and uh, feel free to ask questions, whatever it may be. 
Uh, I love to hear from you, so please do that at Peter Edmiston. Thanks again for that. And if you want to uh, really do a favor for the show, please subscribe to the podcast. And uh, boy, you know, if you could leave a review, I would really appreciate it. Just just a nice little review. It helps us out a lot on uh, being included in search results and in the algorithms and all that. So I don't really understand it, but it's good. So please do it. And uh, particularly those five-star reviews, I would love to get those. So please uh, help me out if you can. If you like the podcast, it would be great to do. I know it's kind of a pain, but it uh, it would be really appreciated. So thank you for that. Now, um, first, let's start with the signing of Tyreek Evans. That was announced a few days ago, the Grizzlies signing Tyreek Evans to a one-year deal for their biannual exception. That's about $3.3 million, just under that mark. And the significance of that isn't enormous, except that it does hard cap the Grizzlies uh, at uh, just over the apron, which is not a major deal. It, it affects your flexibility. For the Grizzlies, it really won't matter because I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll flirt, but in essence, you're hard capped at like $125 million or so. You can't exceed that mark at any point. That would put them well into the luxury tax, and I don't think that the Grizzlies, in any circumstance really, would go over the tax line even temporarily, but um, just as an administrative thing, using that uh, takes you over and allows you, it forces you to be hard capped, which means that that's, that's the extent of what you can spend, so... Um, we'll see if that has any kind of bearing. I doubt it, but just make a note of it as you go on. Now, as far as uh, Evans on the court, I mean, I think the, the the money is, I think it's a very reasonable deal. I'm not a fan of the Ben McLemore signing, as we've discussed uh, last time around on Locked on Grizzlies. I didn't think that it represented good value. I think the signings that we've seen since then, uh, including uh, Tabo Cephalosha signing with the Jazz for essentially the same contract that, uh, Macklemore got as a much more proven commodity. I, I think it tells you that the Grizzlies struck too soon with Macklemore and overpaid. Um, you know, but in any event, that was not the case with Tyreek Evans, who I think can offer uh, a number of different things for the Grizzlies that they'll need and do it at a pretty reasonable price. So the, uh, there's really it's really hard to complain about a one year deal uh, right around three point three million. Now, you think for a 27-year-old who has done what Tyreek Evans has done, that number seems very low. It's the kind of thing I go, why why is this guy signing? But the the reason for that is, uh, well, number one, injury. Injury concern, um, and that should, you know, set off major red flags and alarm bells and all that. If you are a Grizzly fan, because you know the history of the Grizzlies and injury-prone players and all that stuff, well... Evans fits the bill there, unfortunately. Uh, he had a knee injury when he was with New Orleans that kept him out for uh, 11 months, basically from January to November of 2016. And he came back uh, you know, beginning of last year, ultimately got traded to Sacramento, but was never really healthy last year. And in fact, when he was uh, in Sacramento, they would not play him on the second night of back-to-backs which you know may not be as huge of a problem as the NBA continues to, to drift away from that. Uh, Adam Silver announcing uh, earlier uh, on Wednesday that the NBA is lengthening the schedule again uh, starting October 17th, very early on, to try to extend out and allow for as much time as possible to avoid 
uh, back-to-backs and all that. But from Tyreek's perspective, you know, he, he didn't play back-to-backs last year. He was, uh, you know, he didn't 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 play huge minutes. You know, was out of rhythm a lot of times. So it's hard to tell. You know, he's had three knee surgeries in the last uh, twenty or so months. So that's a concern as well. But that's why you're getting him for a discount. And that's why in the prime of his career, or what should be age-wise the prime of his career, why he's you know kind of been drifting around the way that he has. You know, it, It's a risk from the Grizzlies' perspective worth taking because he's got a lot of talent. You, if you watch the guy play, you know, he, he has those games where he just goes off. He did that against the Grizzlies uh, at one point last year. He, he's tremendous in terms of his determination in getting to the basket. You know, he can get his buckets in spurts, something the Grizzlies do not have. He's got that dog in him, which the Grizzlies have struggled with on the offensive end at times. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a really talented and versatile player, which is also uh, helpful. He will play, I would imagine, backup point guard to start with, which is probably his, his best role. But he can also come in and play uh, off the ball as well and can defend probably one through three. That is a very important skill. Grizzlies have not always had guys that are especially switchable. Tyreek is. Now, he comes in and he kind of does some things that will remind you a little bit of Lance Stevenson. You know, he kind of is ball dominant and sometimes he can take over. But if he's playing out, particularly with the second units, that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, we've seen those second units. And this year, especially, everyone projecting out to be pretty young, inexperienced, and not necessarily all that offensively gifted. Tyreek Evans just kind of, you know, taking the ball and, and doing his thing would probably not be the worst idea on a lot of these possessions. Um, that is a that's a good idea, and it's a good thought. It's a good fit, I think, also the signing with the fact that Tyreek is a former Memphian, former University of Memphis Tiger, played in FedEx Forum throughout his college career, intimately familiar with everything about the city, makes things easier, gives him a little buzz publicly. I mean, all of that is a thumbs up as well. So I, I think in terms of this signing, I'm much higher on it than I am uh, Ben McLemore. I think there's a lot to like about the Tyreek Evans situation, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. Roddy Zagorats uh, signed his deal, three-year deal, with the Grizzlies. Third year is uh, team option, and he'll get not quite what Deontay Davis got, who was drafted four spots ahead of him. But but it's a nice, you know, just under a million dollar deal for Roddy, who uh, is going to be part of the Grizzlies roster, not two-way, none of that stuff. If this is an actual. NBA contract. He is on the Grizzlies roster and probably good for him because what we've seen in summer league has not been great from Roddy to say the least. He just looks several steps slow. He looks like he's not seen speed and uh, the level of play this high. Now, part of that has to do with the fact that he really hasn't played much you know, his last competitive game for Megalex was like five months ago. It's been a long time since he was out there actually competing on the floor. And, you know, that, that can affect the way that you play. Uh, I, I think that's a, that's a legit 
excuse, particularly when you're going up a level and you haven't played and you're rusty, that would certainly impact the way that you look. So I, don't, I would say not don't read too much into what Roddy is out there doing. You know, when you see him play the other night and he gets you know two shots off in 21 minutes, yeah, that's alarming. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it given the limitations of what he's dealing with and the fact that the the guy hasn't played in, in a while. So if it continues into preseason and you know all of that, and you're still seeing the same kind of stuff from Roddy then I think you're you're probably a little more concerned. I don't know how how big Roddy's role is going to be this year anyway, but um yeah, it has he hasn't looked great. He hasn't looked great. Uh, speaking of summer league, uh, a few thoughts, you know, number 1 just in general when you're watching summer league, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, watching summer league, I I don't really pay a ton of attention to the specific stats they can be um, all over the place and not really reflective of the the quality of the performance necessarily. And sometimes yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can that can that can affect those numbers. So I don't I don't look too much at the raw numbers specifically. Watching summer league, you want the guy to pop. You know, you want that player to pop. And I, I don't I don't know how to, you know, specifically define pop. But you know, you know what I'm talking about. You you know what I'm saying. You want that guy to stand out. You want your player to be kind of have a little, almost like a little glow around him. You know, just a little, a little aura. You want him to look better. If you, especially guys that you have a lot of, uh, a lot of hope for. And in that vein, you know, Wayne Selden has fit that bill for the Grizzlies. If you're wondering, you know, what kind of if if I could define exactly what it is I'm talking about, it's when Selden is out there, you can look and see he he just he has this attitude that he's better than everyone there. He has this attitude that that like kind of he shouldn't even really be there. So he wants to prove, you know, why he's above this level of competition. He looks like a man amongst boys out there and you know that is a welcome sight. For the Grizzlies, who yeah, kind of had an uneasy and an uncertain time with Selden last year, had him, lost him, got him back, but now seemed very determined. He signs a new two-year deal, seemed very determined to hang on to him, and, and rightly so, and, and he's shown why a lot in the organization really do have a lot of confidence in the guy. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I've heard a lot of discussion and seen a lot of people writing about, you know, whether he'll be the starting two. Next year, I, I will tell you, he's not going to be the starting two out of the gate. He may earn that spot at some point. He's not going to be the starting two right out of the gate because Ben McLemore is here. And Ben McLemore costs about four times as much as Wayne Selden. That matters. Maybe it shouldn't. It does. And it means that, you know, barring some incredible training camp turn of events or injury McLemore is going to be the guy to start with. Now, maybe Selden can earn that job. I have my doubts about McLemore's ability you know, to, to hold that thing down long term, but at least in the start, it's going to be McLemore, so just get used to that. Some other thoughts about Summer League. Uh, I don't. The, the record is, is nice. Uh, doesn't really matter. Again, 
you know, the, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not so worried about that. What, what, what we are looking at is, you know, what, what you're looking at is the performance. You're looking at the players. You're looking at what they're doing, particularly the guys that you are counting on for next season. And you know, Selden's good, but here, here's the the rest of the team. I think is it's it's kind of up and down. There have been some good and some bad. Jarrell Martin had one really good game, one okay game, and one kind of sort of game. And I, I just. I still, I still don't see it. I still don't see it with Jarrell, and I, I just, I get the sense that, that he is going to have to be moved, at some, in some form or fashion, that his roster spot is in jeopardy. You know, whether that means he gets outright waived, which yeah, I think is probably a little extreme, or if you know more likely he's included as part of a trade. I just, I just don't see his role, what it is, what his future is, what his long term potential is, none of that stuff. I just don't, I don't see it. From him, I think you're still looking at a guy who struggles with shot selection. You're still looking at a guy that struggles to to have the form on the defensive end that he needs. Uh, what position does he play? What role? What does what does he do for you? All those questions, I don't see a lot of answers coming, even within the summer league constraints and uh, constraints. And and so I just I think that that you you look at this team, they've got to spend time developing young players. They've got quite a few young players now on the roster, but also there are some roster squeeze situations that are that are coming up with Zagarots and Tyreek Evans added to the mix. That's now 14 players under contract, a maximum of 15. Remember, those two-way slots don't count. Uh, they're not roster spots truly. They are temporary 16th and 17th spots. So 15 is the number, which means that there's only one spot left that spot is presumably being taken up by Jermichael Green when that deal gets done, if that deal gets done anytime soon, and uh, it may not. I continue to think that there's a little acrimony there between Jermichael's people, his agent, and the Grizzlies and, and how they've handled this, but the Grizzlies really have got uh, the, the strong hand here because everybody else... Well, not everyone else, but most other teams that would have been involved in the Jermichael Green situation have kind of exited one for one reason or another. Most recently, Atlanta in signing Dwayne Dedman. So you, you kind of just don't see a lot of market out there, a lot of teams with cap room that are going to give that big restricted free agent that offer sheet that we probably, I think certainly I expected was coming, but you know, the market has tightened up considerably, a lot more so than I expected. And so that's left a few restricted free agents like Nerlens Noel, Jermichael Green, and others, particularly Biggs, kind of holding the bag in this case. You know, that's, uh, we saw a report on Wednesday that said, um, you know, the, the, the Mark Cuban and the Mavs are nowhere close to an agreement with Nerlens Noel, and I would imagine that they're treating Noel a lot the same as the Grizzlies are treating Jamichael Green, which is, hey man, go out there and get that offer. If you can get it, go get it, and we'll figure out what we want you to do. But we don't think you can get that offer. We're going to give you. I don't, and I don't know the specifics, but I would assume the Grizzlies are offering something to Jamichael Green or Wood for your deal thirty-six. 
you know, in that neighborhood, maybe four and forty, which I think would be reasonable on both sides. That I would think that 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 deal would be out there. You know, the Grizzlies aren't going to bid against themselves, but if you can get him for under ten million dollars, I think that's a heck of a deal, considering that you need him. There's really no one else that you can go out there and replace him with, uh, particularly at this this time of free agency. So. I think the deal gets done with the Grizzlies, but it may be one of those situations like Tristan Thompson where it drags on forever, maybe training camp, uh, maybe even into the you know, beginning of next season, you know, right right up to that deadline. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a thing. So um, unless you know Jermichael and uh, his uh, representative cave in, I think it could be a long long wait, and really there's not much leverage that Jermichael's got as much as he would like to have it. Uh, this market has kind of screwed him and no, no fault of his own, but it is what it is. And the market, uh, especially when you're a restricted free agent, the market is what dictates how things go for you. And it is kind to Jermichael green right about now. Um, going back to summer league and some of the evaluations. One thing I'm concerned about is Deontay Davis, uh, he had four blocks uh, in that game against the Jazz earlier in the uh, in the week, but I think by and large he has not looked good, and that's a concern because I think he's really important. You know, we have talked a lot on the pod about Deontay and how he represents something that the Grizzlies don't really have from an athletic standpoint: the rim runner, the diver to the basket, the shot blocker, potentially. All that stuff that he can do is great, and the Grizzlies do not have anybody quite like him. That that really is uh, one of the reasons why he was picked and one of the reasons why he got such a lucrative contract for a second-round pick, uh, especially. But he just doesn't look right to me. He doesn't look... Either he doesn't look in shape or he's too big because the snappy, dynamic, athletic type stuff is just not there the way that it, it was when he played in his cameos this year coming in. He he looks like they've, you know, if I, if I didn't know better, and I, and I don't know, I've not spoken to anyone about this, but, um, you know, if, if the Grizzlies tried to bulk him up a little bit because he was a little bit thin, you know, they may have gone too far with it. You know, maybe he's too he's too bulky. The guy may not be in shape. He may not be particularly motivated for summer league. All that stuff, though, no matter what the explanation is, on the court there has been a a, a real, I don't know, it, it, it's not quite lethargic play. I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't go that far, but there just hasn't been that snap that you'd like to see. There hasn't been that dynamic response that you'd like to see from uh, a player like Deontay who needs that, who needs those athletic moves, who needs to get up, who needs to get after it. You know, he has not done that. So now I'm really interested to see training camp, and I want to see what he looks like coming in. Does he does he still have that same level of bulk? Does he still look that way coming into camp, or will he find a way to kind of even that out? Because there's still a great player in my mind, or at least a great prospect there, somewhere but uh, we've not seen too much of that great prospect in Deontay Davis uh, in this summer league I think um, in terms of the other players Wade Baldwin you know he's another guy that, that 
a that's a very important development process with Baldwin. Who else is going to be able to have the kind of athletic pedigree that he's got? And you know, he's a middle first round pick. On top of it, you expect a guy in that spot. You expect a guy drafted seventeenth to be able to contribute something, particularly in the second year. I don't know that I see that from Baldwin. Um, yeah, he does not appear to have it. The feel for the game that you need at his position, he does not seem to have. Um, the lack of any kind of a consistency to his game is you know, really uh, it's painful as a point guard. That's what hurts teams the most. You know, from a point guard, you need consistency. You need to know what you're going to get. That's the great thing about Mike Conley. He's not spectacular, but you know what you're going to get, and you get a pretty consistent performance. Uh, Wade Baldwin is still all over the place a lot of times. Uh, eight fouls, five turnovers the other night. Um, he just the, the shot is probably a little bit better, but it still feels a long, long way from being a legit NBA threat. Uh, of any of any type, you know the decisions going to the basket are, are still uh, questionable to me. It doesn't look to me like he's making that next move. Now he's still quite young. He's still very athletically gifted. He still has that tremendous wingspan. You know, he still is dynamic when he wants to be. Um, but I, I would have hoped to have seen a little more and have not seen it. Still driving to the basket without a lot of purpose. Without a real thought in his mind, um, you know, still not a threat uh, to shoot with any consistency, and you know, in the modern NBA, those things are are really tough, really really tough to overcome. And I just don't know that I see a lot of playing time for Wade Baldwin coming up uh, this year. Dylan Brooks looked pretty good against the Jazz, um, not quite as much the other games, but listen, uh, he showed some of the things that make him a, a guy that some people just sort of think is a he's just a he's just a he's a player man he's just a player he's a guy that go gets goes and gets buckets he's a guy that can can get it done that's sort of the the thumbnail on Brooks so what does that mean in the NBA I don't know will he have a spot nah, it doesn't look like it so yeah I, I'm always leery of guys that are just sort of you know going to get it what position does he play I don't know what's he gonna do I don't know you know he's uh, he's always been that way he was very versatile at Oregon, played lots of different positions, um, and, and, and he showed his scoring ability, showed some athleticism. Uh, it was a nice uh, outing, particularly against Utah, but if you look at the numbers we talked about earlier, 14 roster spots accounted for already, 15th uh, still hanging out there with Jermichael Green, yet unsigned. I assume no Tony Allen, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, so where do you put Dylan Brooks or Ivan Rabb, for that matter, your two second-round picks that Chris Wallace said wouldn't be two-way guys and wouldn't be uh, stash guys domestically, well, you're kind of running out of options. You you don't have the, the spots to sign them both. You're probably not even going to sign one of them. So I, I look forward to figuring out what happens because that's one of the reasons why you have to assume that some other trade is coming. Jarrell and Brandon Wright... I think that's what all of us have kind of uh, settled on as the the two guys that are most likely to be in, involved in a, in a deal to help clear up roster spot and to clear out some uh, unnecessary roster 
stuff, let's just say, players that, that, that the Grizzlies don't feel like they need, that would make sense. But again, trying to find the right deal, that's the tricky part. Um, so keep an eye on that. The rumor mill is swirling that the Knicks and Rockets are relatively close. Frank Isola of the New York Daily News said that the, the deal is at the two-yard line. Um, they are close on a deal that would involve Carmelo Anthony going to the Rockets, but that would apparently require not not a three-team trade, but a four-team trade because it's so damn complicated. And whenever I hear three-team trade, four-team trade, I always think our old buddy Chris Wallace loves to get involved in that, get some cash considerations, help to grease the wheels a little bit. Would not surprise me if the Grizzlies tried to somehow wedge their way into that deal and maybe use that to get rid of uh, you know, some of the dead wood in the in the roster situation, in their mind at least. Maybe so. Maybe try to you know, squeeze out upgrade talent-wise. You know, I, I just wouldn't, just, just, just hearing that, I can't tell you why. I can't tell you how they would facilitate it. I don't know. But that's the kind of thing that Chris Wallace loves to jump into and would not surprise me if he was trying to do something just like that. Um, so that's where the Grizzlies are in terms of Summer League. Uh, interesting news also from the NBA perspective, and we'll talk more about it probably tomorrow on the podcast, but uh, Adam Silver announcing a change in timeouts, that there will now be seven team timeouts throughout the game can be used however, whenever, but they don't change. There's nothing first half, second half. It's just seven timeouts. Period. There are no 20-second timeouts. The 20-second timeout is dead. It is no more. We hardly knew ye 20-second timeout. Now, all timeouts will be 75 seconds. The other ones were 90, and then the 20 seconds were supposedly 20, but we're usually closer to 60. Um, Now, all timeouts will be 75 seconds. That's it. And you can uh, use them however you want. You will be limited, though. You can only carry four into the uh, fourth quarter. They're also eliminating a TV timeout, um, at least in the second and fourth quarters. Uh, they will now change the 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 times that 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 stations uh, or that outlets, uh, networks, whoever, take their breaks and uh, make it a little bit more palatable for the viewer. I think that's a good idea. And I think it should help speed play up because that's kind of what Adam Silver wants is for this thing to go a little faster in the arena. Halftime is a hard 15 minutes now, which could affect quick change. And uh, our man uh, Sladek and others, the great halftime performers, they may have to tighten up the old routines just a little bit. All of us, again, trying to just speed the game up because one of the, the, the things that Adam Silver has said is that the young viewer and the young fan is not as excited about spending two and a half three hours in watching this game and getting invested in it as their parent or grandparent was they have to accommodate that and they're trying to with uh, with these with these moves so i'm okay with it doesn't really ring my bell one way or the other but uh it makes sense and i think the logic is sound. The NBA has done a really good job of putting itself in the social fabric and others of 
you know, fans and you know the 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 country. I think that you can tell just by the incredible response to summer league and how much it has grown. How there are sellouts and there's you know crazy fans all over the place. Um, it's it's become like a little basketball mecca of sorts during the summer. That's that's a very new thing, and it tells you how much thirst there is for the NBA in general out here. And uh, that's cool, man. That's a very very cool deal. So uh, I certainly think that the idea of keeping those young viewers involved is great, but the NBA has done a really good job of putting itself out there social media-wise and everything else, and uh, it does skew young, and it bodes well for the league, especially compared to other leagues whose uh, ages continue to go up and up and up of the average viewer, and it's just not a sustainable strategy. So... I like that, that Adam Silver is forward thinking. We'll see what kind of impact this actually has on the, the game itself. Uh, we've got lots more coming your way Unlocked on Grizzlies tomorrow. We will continue the discussion of Summer League and uh, also start to kind of peek ahead at the roster and maybe take a look, look at Jamichael's situation too. So a few things there on the docket. Get in touch with me again at Peter Edmiston, if you want to, I would love to hear from you there. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for listening. uh, And I look forward to talking to you again soon. uh, Locked on Grizzlies.